What's up, guys? Thank you for tuning in to Niche the Niche. This episode is still in phase one, going to be talking about the filing of a business, in particularly social media marketing companies and digital advertising companies. And to talk about this, I invited on Paul MacArthur of MHM Law Offices. He's going to break down how this works with his clients, provide some of his expertise on how this whole process works, and give you what to stay away from, all that good stuff. Enjoy. Before I play the interview, if you feel like you are a confused entrepreneur or you feel like you are just so confused about how entrepreneurship works, this show is for you because I try to offer microscopic understanding through this podcast with entrepreneurship, really understanding how they get from zero to one, one to two, one to three, etc. So please share this with your friends that might be entrepreneurs as well or curious because this content will help them out. Also, with whatever platform you're listening on, just subscribe, rate, and review the show. It takes about 20 seconds, and if you don't, I'll be so, so hurt. So please go and do that. Pause this episode right where it's at. Go check the Facebook group that also functions as a community for you guys to interact with one another about certain things and also get in touch with me and request certain topics to be brought up on the podcast and other content platforms that I have. After subscribing to my show, go subscribe to my YouTube channel as well because I do offer videos and other content there that really breaks down and gives you leverageable, actionable things about entrepreneurship that you can digest and think more about and also implement into your own entrepreneurial journey. So go and subscribe to that niche, the niche. With all that being said, guys, let's jump into the interview. All right, Paul, are you ready to rock and roll? I, you bet. Let's do it. All right, Paul. So just quickly uh, introduce yourself and what you do and how you uh, help people in business so we know a little bit more about you and then we can go from there. You bet. So name is Paul MacArthur. Um, I'm an attorney at MacArthur Heater and Mettler in Provo, Utah. Uh, My background, so I have a a law degree, um, graduated from the law school at BYU in 98 um, and clerked for a judge for a couple of years, came back and, and started the firm. Um, and shortly after that, I got a master's degree in taxation. Uh, that kind of kicked me off on the, the path of what's, what we call kind of transactional practice, uh, business, um, estate planning, that sort of thing. Um, most of what I do now is business-related contracts, business formation, uh, tax planning for businesses, etc. Um, so I think that probably covers it. Yeah. So, Paul, when someone comes to you, say, like someone wants to work with you, what is like the beginning steps of how all that works and how do you help that person to accomplish their goals? Like take us through that whole process of what you do for them, what kind of questions they come with you and what you're going to be helping them out with. Describe that process for us. Okay, you bet. So uh, it kind of depends. Like some people will come with a pretty good idea of what they need. They just don't know how to get there. Um, Others will come with a very general notion, like like I want to start a new business and and it's going to build widgets. And that's about all they can tell me. And so, um, uh, you know, for somebody who comes and and, and says, look, you know, I I just need a, you know, a SAS agreement or, uh, you know, some other kind of license agreement. they, they usually have a good sense of it. So it's more just a discussion about the particulars, what they're trying to do. 
if someone comes and says, I'm just going to start a new company and build widgets, then I've got to do a lot more education. So we'll go through some uh, what we call asset protection discussion that's to separate your personal liabilities from and assets from your business liabilities and assets through structuring, contracts, etc. Um, and then we'll look at usually some tax issues, um, ownership issues. Are you going to have partners or not? What What's the relationship with the partner going to look like? Who's going to be in, you know, uh, who's going to be involved in the management of the company versus the ownership of the company? Uh, once you get into management, do you want to differentiate, like have a CEO, CFO, COO, or do you want to just kind of keep it general and say we're both managers with equal authority and power? Hmm. So you start to kind of try to nail down where it is that they're that they maybe don't have the experience and need some education, and where that would be a waste of time. So, Paul, if, if you could give advice to a young entrepreneur that had questions about this and they're saying, okay, I've got this idea, I've got this business in my mind, or I'm already running this business, like what kind of advice would you tell them, you being in the spot you have and the knowledge you have, what would you tell them to be aware of with how to best be prepared for coming to someone like you and helping uh, their business, you know, get these logistical things down? Like, what can you tell a young aspiring entrepreneur to know right now uh, to be best benefited when that time does come? Like, give us some advice there. Okay. So I I would say, number one, don't give up your seat on the bus. Um, uh, Especially if you're inexperienced, that doesn't mean you're stupid. (laughs) And and so, uh, you know, don't don't let the professionals bowl you over. Our job is to educate you, not to try to tell you what to do in your business. Um, you know, for example, me, yeah, I know the ins and outs of businesses. I know the tax issues. I know the law, but I don't know your particular business. Um, um, and so, you know, don't give that up. You, you know, I, I would say make sure that the professionals keep their role, which is, which is an educator, ask questions if they try to start to tell you what to do and how to do it, I'd pull on the brakes a little bit. Like w- one issue that I see all the time is um, with someone who's inexperienced, I often see them overstructure things. Like, you know, when you're starting out, you have limited capital. Yeah. Well, use as much yeah. of that capital as you can to build the company, not to structure yourself. And then you run out of money to actually do the business. <laughs> um, so there's always going to be a balance between protection and tax uh, savings and gosh, let's just get the thing off the ground first, and then we can worry about some of those later. Um, so th- that's the first bit of advice I'd give is don't give up your seat on the bus. Um, the second would be uh, do as much as you can beforehand to um, kind of delve into what the business itself is going to be doing. Uh, you may not know what a, a, a specific business arm would mean legally liability protection, et cetera. But if you can give that information to me, I can educate you on it. Uh, as opposed to if you come in saying, you know, I don't know what machines we're going to need to buy. If any, I have no idea how many people we're going to have to employ or what roles they're going to take. That's a lot tougher to, to advise on. If you come in and say, Hey, look, it's a startup. Initially it's me and my buddy. He's going to do this. I'm going to do this we've done some research and we know we need to buy this machine or, um, you know, limited computer equipment. Uh, then I can advise you a lot better on the type of 
like operating agreement or bylaws, the, the kind of the structure documents. I can advise you better on that. I can give you better advice on have you thought about this or thought about that. So I'd say be prepared as prepared as you can as far as um, understanding the business operations. So, Paul, uh, diving deep into this this particular series that I'm in, the social media marketing, kind of the digital advertising, if you would want to break down for someone that's looking on if there's any specifics within coming to you or someone like you for filing that specific business, if there is a process that you have in mind that you know that that would follow or any specific little things that you do differently for a digital marketing agency or advertising agency like that, what are the, what do those processes look like? And what is that beginning like zero to one? Like, how does that all work? And what do you talk about with someone that would walk through the door with that kind of inquiry? How do you handle those people? Okay. So I would say, first of all, if it's digital marketing, you're likely um, not um, uh, equipment heavy. I mean, you're going to need some yeah. computer equipment, certainly, but but a, a lot of the uh, uh, infrastructure, I guess, is really in the social media sites themselves. And so you don't need to drop, you know, 10 grand on a new computer yeah. uh, initially to get to get things going. It's more just your ideas, right, and your innovation and how you're going to use those social media uh, out, outlets for your marketing. So um, I would say, first of all, expect that you're, you should have the internal documents should try to address uh, more of a services-based company as opposed to a capital intensive like a manufacturing company where you're buying a bunch of $80,000, you know, um, uh, screen uh, printers or whatever it is that you need to do your what, what you're doing. So you're going to focus mostly on services, which generally means you're going to focus a lot on um, what roles the part the, the people are going to take because your your real um, asset base in my mind is your human capital. It's the yeah. brains of the guys and the innovation and, care, and and personalities of the people you're working with. Um, and so that's where you want to spend your time um, developing the, how things will work and who will do what. So that's number one. Um, number two, understand that that this is an emerging, it's still an emerging market. I mean, even though it's been around for, you know, 10, 15 years, it's still, the law doesn't, usually move that that fast and so yeah. <laughs> it's still an area of development right and so be creative on this on on how you set things up internally with the company because there's not really a script you know so you can do a lot of that um and and that also means that um it's it's going to be that much more important that you come with a, a sense or an idea of what you're trying to accomplish overall because you can almost always fit it in because of the lack of um, structure around it thus far yeah so paul w with you doing so many of these things within your own like your own job when do you think that a business owner should come to you is it right at the idea phase or do you have some people that come to you after they're making some kind of profit and what do you recommend people when do you recommend people come to you to really get the stuff solidified so that their logistics and legalities are covered? Like what, what, what is most of what you see when people come and work with you? Do they have just the idea? Do they have some money coming in already? And then what do you recommend people do um, optimally to come in to start doing this process? What, what does the timing look like there? Okay. So I, I would say once you have the, 
the basic um, idea of the business. Um, like if somebody asks you, here, here's a piece of paper, draw out for me, um, you know, what, what you're going to do on one sheet of paper. Hmm. Honestly, once you get to that point, anytime after that, you're probably ready to, to meet with the attorney uh, to get things going. Cause sometimes it's, it's chicken and the egg. I mean, you, you may, you may have a good uh, sense of what you are, are trying to accomplish, but you may not know um, the pitfalls, what to look out for, et cetera. And therefore you don't necessarily know who should sit on what seat on the bus. And you don't necessarily know what kind of expenditures you ought to be looking at and capital uh, you ought to be, um, you know, even uh, trying to raise. Um, so, I've had people come to me after they've raised the funds and they're ready to go. Yeah. I've had people come to me before they can, can even really draft it on a piece of paper. Um, I would say that's too early. Uh, and I would say once you've raised the capital, may be too late. It may not. But there are issues involved in even raising capital that are significant, that are legal. Um, and so I like to see people before they're raising um, funds when they just have the idea in a concrete enough form that we can talk about it intelligently. So, Paul, what kind of resources do you know of if someone is really confused, like they don't have any any type of knowledge about this kind of stuff and they they really don't have either the money or the time to go and talk with someone of your expertise? Where What kind of resources and other online things and, and things that you know of that people can look into now to learn more about how to run this kind of thing within their business and know a little bit more. Do you know of any resources, online things, websites? Shoot those out for us if you know any. Sure. Yeah, so so really there's a bunch. Um, uh, I just Google it, honestly. In fact, even as an attorney, sometimes I'll just Google questions. Um, <laughs> and there's a lot of stuff out there. Like even like a lot of the law firms will give these what we call white kind of white papers where they'll go and say, okay, here's an issue. Um, how do you deal with, you know, asset protection in the digital media marketing arena? Mm. And they'll give you a little one pager on it, you know, just the highlights. It's not enough really to, to say, okay, I'm an expert in it, but it's enough to get a sense of the landscape. Um, so honestly, that's what I would do is just Google it and start. I mean, you know, you, you, pretty quickly you're going to figure out what are the the online resources that are Mickey Mouse, and what are the ones that are more you know accurate, up to date, and helpful. So, Paul, like working with you, how long does that process usually take? Like if someone comes to you on day one, is there like a, a the last day, or is it like do you? mentor them and help them out through the whole stage of the business? Like how long is the process of working with you uh, helping these people out in business? Uh, so it's kind of either way. I'd say usually, usually once you go through it with them and set up the initial organization, there's almost always uh, uh, an ongoing relationship. Like they kind of see you as their attorney yeah. and you kind of feel like you're their attorney. And so it may be a year maybe six months, it may be 18 months, but eventually I'll get an email or I get a phone call. Hey, I just ran into this issue. Never seen this before. What do I do? And that's a, that's a, that's a good relationship to have because usually it's not very expensive. I mean, usually it's a half hour, 45 minutes on the phone or face to face, you know, it's a less than a couple hundred bucks and you got your question answered. And as you do that more and more, the landscape, the pieces of the puzzle start to come together and you need me less because things make more sense. And then as your company grows, 
uh, then there's, you know, there's new terrain that you're walking. And so there's need for bigger contracts. In fact, I, I will often tell my clients really try to get by with as little legal documentation as possible initially, um, within reason, of course, but because I want the capital to stay in their pocket, not, not to come into my firm when they, when, I mean, for example, I could look and say, okay, here's a sweet structure for you. This will last you 15 years and it's got all the flexibility in the world. It's got great tax attributes to it. You can understand it. You can run it. Um, it, but it's going to cost you, you know, four grand. And, and, and you're looking at that and saying, okay, I've only got 10. Well, if that's the case, let's not spend four grand at this point. Let's let's document it out and say, okay, this is what it's going to look like when you have that that sweet plan in place. But let's just do this piece right now because I want the capital staying in your company so that you can succeed. Um, so that that that's what I tend to try to push is let's go as simple as we can while being as responsible as we can, but let's give you a projection of what it's going to look like as they grow and develop so they know what benchmarks uh, they ought to be calling me when they when they reach those benchmarks so that we can take the next step when they have a little bit more capital to spend on the legal stuff. Yeah. So Paul, you obviously that this is this is a very difficult and, and hard process for people to understand and that's why they come to lawyers like you to help them help them out through this process. So with your knowledge and, and keeping it simple here for the younger entrepreneurs, what kind of things do you know being through the jobs that you have and having your knowledge, what kind of things do you know that we, you feel like we should know uh, within this space? Like there's some simple pointers that we can take away. We can, we can know beforehand if we go to someone that has your skill and we know those things because you told us. What are those, those little points that you recommend we know when we are going to do something like that? Okay, so so the first thing is um, know that it's not, it doesn't have to be super complicated. I mean, if you're a mm. large business uh, with lots of employees, then yeah, it's just the nature of the beast. It's going to be complicated. When you're starting out, don't let the don't let the, t- the tail wag the dog, right? Um, figure figure out your bit. The business is what's going to make money, not the structure, right? So go into it with that in mind. I would also say that I. I tend to like LLCs more than any other uh, entity um, because they're flexible. And usually when you're starting out, you want that flexibility. Now, at the same time, you don't want to say, you know, the old adage that when all you have is a screwdriver, everything looks like a screw. You know, you don't want that either, right? You want to you want to say the right tool for the right job. So there are situations clearly where a, an S-elected entity, S-corp or an S-elected LLC or even sometimes a C-corp or some other, you know, limited liability um, partnership might work. So there are other times for those, but LLCs are really flexible. They're really easy to work with. They're generally fairly inexpensive to set up and operate. They don't require a lot of formalities. And when you're entrepreneurial, most of my my clients who are entrepreneurial hate formalities because their brain is more visionary and they hate the minutia. So the last thing you want is, yeah, you don't want to get into a, a company structure that requires a lot of minutia. And then you spend your time on that instead of creating really cool ideas and new products and new services. Um, so, uh, you know, understand that, that the process of setting up an LLC is fairly simple. It requires filing a certificate of organization with the state. It requires uh, getting a tax ID number. 
in most cases, and it requires an operating agreement in most cases, hmm. which is the rules of operation, ownership, etc. Hmm. Uh, so does that that help? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Paul, the with your clients and what you've seen, what is the most general problem that you see come up with the people you work with and how do you usually overcome that problem when it does happen? Uh, that's an interesting question. I mean, I, I, the answer I think um, is, is comes to my mind pretty quickly, but it's a complicated answer. So um, what I've seen the most is, especially when you have an inexperienced entrepreneur, is... Um, well, number one, like I said, they give their seat up on the bus too quickly oh, yeah. um, uh, because they don't know. And so because they don't know, it's kind of like me when I go to the uh, to the uh, mechanic for my car. I, honestly, if a guy comes out and says you need to have your blinker ch- fluid changed, I'd probably say, OK, I'm an idiot. <laughs> right. <laughs> so so uh, so th- there's a tendency to do that. But I would say don't give in to that instinct. If you feel dumb, if you feel uncertain, ask a question uh, of the attorney and get an answer. And and uh, that will lead you to a better understanding of, of what you're doing. And then it kind of leads from there. You get better and better. So there, that's number one. Number two is um, it, they just make kind of rookie mistakes. But I'm not sure that's a bad thing, honestly, Josh. I mean, hmm. part of the process is failure. Um, exactly. I mean, don't be stupid about it, but, but don't be afraid of it either. Uh, get in there. And uh, in my mind, the bigger risk is to be quiet and, and mousy about it. Um, and, and therefore you never learn. So if you jump in and you say, maybe, maybe a client will say something really dumb to me from my perspective, like, well, oh, that's really rookie. I mean, that <laughs> shows he doesn't know anything. Okay. Big deal. So, he, you know, it, there always is a point where you learn something. So don't be afraid to ask the questions, make the comments, et cetera. And if, if they're a good attorney, they're not going to make fun of you. <laughs> they're going to realize that you don't have knowledge in that area yet, but that doesn't mean you're stupid. And they're going to explain it and you're going to say, oh, I get that. And you're never going to have to ask that, that question again. Hmm. So just jump in and ask. Yeah. So, Paul, I think that I've scraped out as much information that I think our our listeners can benefit from. So if you want to just now give an outlet to you where we can find you and then we'll say goodbye. You bet. So, again, MacArthur, Heater and Mettler is the firm. Um, the phone number, 801-377-1900. Our website is m- mhmlawoffices.com. Um, yes, you can reach out to me. I'm at paul at mhmlawoffices.com. You can email me anytime, and um, ha- always happy to help. And uh, lo- this is this is what uh, what I love to do is to help. Uh, you know, honestly, young entrepreneurs to succeed. Mm. I love that. It's a lot of fun. So, any anything else? Any other information you need from me? Did I miss anything? No, yeah, that's 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 everything I need from you, Paul. And then definitely the people here that are listening, you can go get in touch with Paul. He will not make fun of you for your inexperience. <laughs> So I promise I won't. <laughs> definitely <laughs> go check out Paul. And I just want to thank you again, Paul, for coming on the show, man. Absolutely. Thanks, Josh. Yeah, no problem. What's up, guys? Again, thank you for tuning in to the podcast. Go check the Facebook group that also functions as a community for you guys to interact with one another about certain things and also get in touch with me and request certain topics to be brought up on the podcast and other content platforms that I have. If you enjoy the show, if you like the show, then you have no excuses not to subscribe because it takes 
such a small amount of time. So go and do that for me. I would be very, very sad if you don't pause this episode right where it's at and do that on the platform you're listening on right now. Lastly, go and give a follow to Niche the Niche Instagram page. You can find it at Niche the Niche. You can follow me and what I'm doing with the podcast and also receive leverageable posts, leverageable content through the Instagram. So go and give that a follow and see what I'm doing every day with the podcast. And I will see you guys on the next episode.